Greetings and salutations. Hi. I'm Josh Belcher. Get the super sauce. I'll change into my super suit. <laughs> this is Uncharted. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Belcher. We have an awesome, super-de-duper, big, fantastic lineup this week on the podcast. We're going to kick it off with a memorial tribute to the late, great Charlie Daniels. I reposted the last interview I ever did with Mr. Daniels. Uh, It was a salute to veterans, so that'll be first on deck. Then I have an interview with one of the greatest drummers ever to get behind a drum set, Mr. Doug Cosmo Clifford of Credence Clearwater Revival. Then we have Waylon Jennings' grandson, Way Jennings. It's a huge, humongous podcast, very overwhelming, overwhelming me, and I did all the interviewing. So without further ado, we'll get on with it. And like I said, thank you so much for listening. I'm truly grateful. And away we go on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. This week, the music industry lost the best that's ever been. The only man I know that went down to Georgia and defeated the devil in a fiddling contest, the great Charlie Daniels. Now, I had the honor and privilege of interviewing him several times. He was a true ambassador of country music and a supporter of the troops. And every time I spoke with him, he made me feel at ease and treated me just like a friend. I will sorely miss him. My heart, thoughts, and prayers go out to his family, his friends, and his fans around the world. I'm about to give to you the last interview I ever had with Charlie, as it was back in last November, and it was a Veterans Day salute. We talk about his support of the troops and his contributions to the Journey Home Project. May he rest in peace, and I hope to see him again in heaven one day and listen to him tear up that fiddle. Here's that interview. I hope you enjoy it. Charlie Daniels, uh, you know, doing a salute uh, for Veterans Day for this week's podcast, and and you have always, uh, you know, been a champion of them and, and, and taking good care of them. And I figured, who better to speak to than, uh, you know, one of the coolest human beings on earth? Uh, could you discuss with us your, your passion for veterans and and, and what you do to, uh, you know, to uh, show support to them? I would be honored to. Uh, I let me give you a little background first of all. I was born in nineteen. 19- 36 and so when the when first world war started i was not second world war i'm quite that old uh, second <laughs> world war started i was five years old so during my formative years from the time i was five till i was 10 we're during the second world war and i learned i lived in a seacoast town we had we had cargo ships sunk just off our coast by german submarines oh, the war wow. was very very close to us and we you know we lived it it was the days before mass communications were had grown that we had no tv and of course, no satellite technology and that sort of thing, and we never knew what the enemy might try to bring the the battle on on shore. But we always knew that there was that they the the troops were out there between us and them, and that they were going to take care of us. And I, I say this on stage every night: the only two things that protect America is the grace of Almighty God and the United States military. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we just can never do enough for our veterans or our Gold Star families, for that matter. They sometimes I think they pay the biggest price of all. And mm-hmm. I am so into, you know, trying to, to do what we can for them. And we got an organization called the Journey Home Project. And uh, yes, sir. we raise money and try to, you know, to parcel it out to, of course, we can't take care of all the needs. We have to pick the 
ones we consider to be most uh, needful and worthy. But uh, we're we're there for them as much as we can be. And uh, mm-hmm. we've also another thing trying to raise awareness to the fact that the veterans have a lot of trouble. The one of the things that we've noticed is that the vets, the, the the people who are tasked, the agencies that are tasked with taking care of our veterans are all bureaucracies. And just by nature, bureaucracies operate like walking in fresh tar. It's just slow. <laughs> well, the the needs are immediate. I mean, people uh-huh. need something today. They need a they need a medical care. They need a schooling. They need gosh, we had one guy needs a bicycle to ride to work. You know. Oh yes, sir. And but they need that today. They can't wait for three months and fill out everything in triplicate and go downtown five times and see somebody to do it. That's and that's it. what we try to do. We try to, you know, find the the most immediate needs and, and take care of them as best we can. Mm-hmm. And, and and nobody does it better than you. And, and like I said, there's nobody I respect more on earth than than the men and women who 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 lay it down for us to enjoy our freedoms right here in America. Oh yeah, so, totally, totally um, agree with you. Another thing, uh, and since I got you on here, you're my favorite person to follow on Twitter because you just tell it all like it is. <laughs> Don't throw it out there, but. Um, I was at Gibson yesterday, and they they did a little program. Uh, they were helping uh, uh, guitars for veterans, you know, to kind uh-huh. of give them an activity. Uh-huh. And they mentioned the same thing you mentioned, and it's astronomical uh, throughout the day how many veterans uh, take their own lives. I just couldn't twenty-two believe a day. Yes, sir. Twenty-two every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's I, just it's it's just astounding. It's just. But you know, getting it, that's that's one of the things. Like like they they being involved in that, and there's a, a group of songwriters in Nashville that we support. They've started a thing called it's a song thing, it's, and they get veterans literally that maybe have no experience in writing, and they they sit down and write a song with them. Oh wow! And it it it's kind of a cathartic thing for the veterans because a lot of times they'll talk about how they're feeling and what they, you know, what their what's on their mind and and all. It's been a very successful program but it's something that would the government would never do you know it would be beneath their their scope to do that so that's where groups like us and shepherds men and wounded warriors and all of these little outfits that that take up the cause that's where we fit in we kind of fill in the cracks and there's so many cracks this thing about veterans committing suicide 22 of them a day it, that is totally unacceptable it's got to be something done about that and even a lot of people trying yeah, yes, absolutely. It just it, it floored me, and then I saw you know you posted that <clears throat> tweet, and I thought that's just it, it just it just breaks your heart because you don't want anybody to take their life, let no. alone somebody that's put their lives on the line for us. You know they they ship them everywhere and anywhere. So yeah, definitely. <clears throat> well, sir, like I said, I just wanted to cover vets, and I know you got a lot of irons in the fire. You got the, you know your book just turned a year old, which I love it. You know the the one where you put all your tweets in there, and then you've got. Uh, Ever look at the empty seats, a Bo Weevil album, and just was you still touring on what 110, 120 dates a year? I think we do 110 this year. Wow, that's what we're looking at right now. <laughs> but I love it. I just yes, thank sir. God I can do it. But you've always been my hero, and uh, it's hard to believe that it's been 40 plus years that you went down to Georgia and uh, kicked the devil's butt in a fiddling contest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it really was a thrill of my day to speak with you. I'm gonna let you go, and, and thank you for helping support our troops. And uh, and God bless you, sir. God bless you, Josh. Thank you, buddy. You have a good one. All right, All right. bye. Bye bye. This week, the podcast is proud to announce we have one of the greatest drummers from one of the greatest American rock bands 
of all time. Doug Cosmo Clifford from Credence Clearwater Revival. We've got him on the show this week. He's talking to us about his brand new solo album titled Magic Window. That's all coming up right now on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Big wheels keep on turning and proud Mary keep on burning and away we go. I was thrilled to learn because uh, I'm a drummer, uh, not to your caliber, but I still appreciate the drums. But um, not just being one of the greatest drummers of all time, you have an amazing singing voice. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I got tired of singing in the shower, so I thought I would come out. <laughs> well, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to listen to a track from Magic Window. And I was like, wow, who knew Cosmo could sing? And then, uh, unbeknownst to me, I got educated and realized that you had released a uh, album prior. But this one here is a gem, and uh, I understood it. I, I'm assuming it was, I was told it's from the 80s. Uh, wh- uh, what's the story behind it, and why wait till now to release uh, such a gem? Well, uh, I, uh, it's kind of a publishing thing. Uh, whenever I write or co write a song, I end up recording it, at, 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 and I recorded it in master quality. Uh, it's just a, it's just a, something I've always done, and uh, so I was uh, working with different bands, uh, trying to make get deals, and I would be the the the, you know, the, the band boss, and uh, uh, and then I would co-write with uh, one one of the other members of the band, and. I've got a, an album with uh, Bobby Whitlock. Bobby Whitlock and I did all the writing, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I did, uh, you know, I produced it, of course. And, and then, uh, then uh, Steve Wright from a Great King Band, bass player, great bass player, and mm-hmm. co-writer of uh, Jeopardy and some of the other uh, more notable songs that they had. So we had a band there. I, now I didn't sing in that one, and, and Bobby sang in the other one. So I have multiple singers in, in, in this stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, the, I have another album, at least another album worth of stuff with me singing. So, oh, that's uh, awesome! Yeah, all the songs that I, that I recorded in a, a publishing as uh, a publishing move. Uh, I, I have the, the copyright on it, or, or or half of it, no less than half. Sure. And, no. Um, so uh, I had you know tried to get a deal with Whitlock, and he. he ran off in the middle of the night because his wife didn't like living in the San Francisco Bay Area and I was real close to getting a deal and I had invested a lot of money in it and and, uh, and, uh, and so forth and uh, and then, and then he, he just disappeared. I kind of pissed me yeah. off. And, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, so and then then the same thing with with, with uh, Steve Wright. Uh, you know, we had a good little band and I said, we're going to have to play some, go out and play the clubs, boys, you know. Mm-hmm. And he says, "I won't. I'm not. I won't play there. You know, it's got to be a big time gig." And this, I says, well, "We're no, we're nobody. I mean, you were in a hit, hit band. I was in a, in a bigger hit band, and uh, and you know, you you work for it. You do the things that you have to do. It wouldn't be bad playing. You know, get we could, you know, you know, groove and do those things that bands do and." and uh, have some fun and, and do some business, you know, Clive Davis. I, I played a, a, a show with an audience of two. It was Clive and his assistant. 
uh-huh. uh, with with the Don Harrison band, Stu and I, and, and, that, and he, that was a weird one. You know, I'd much rather have been in a in a, one of the local um, places that we played in our early earlier days. There's nothing wrong with that. You put your I said I don't have an ego about it. I'm a, I'm a musician. I want to play. You know, yeah. and and if, and if we can bring somebody in from a label and they and our guy more power to us, you know, boom, yeah. you know, that's how you do it. You wouldn't do it. So I said, I don't, I'm out of this. <laughs> I, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need a, you know, an, uh, attitudes, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big rock star according to, to my resume, but I didn't, I don't act like one, you know. I'm a guy that believes in dreams, and the one thing about a dream, it's not going to come sit on your lap. You got to go out and bust your ass and make it, make it happen. Yeah. Anyway, you know, and I and I firmly believe in that. Uh, it's a, a work ethic. You know, like, like right now, I'm talking to you, and uh, I've got a, an album. And I've been I've, I've got probably a hundred interviews behind this thing already. Different you know, print wow. media, and I got the cover of Goldmine magazine for for this month. Because uh, you know, you know, I'm, it, this is my passion. This is what I do. I'm not going to be touring anymore, so it, it allows me to put all my focus on um, my catalog, you know, and that's what I want to do. And, and um, as you said, a lot of people don't realize that you know I can write a, a decent song, and I and I and I I can sing it pretty decently. That was back in in '85. I don't know about right now, but. Uh, you know, back then, it was, you know, it was, it was something. And the the deal was, I said, you know, if I, I I'm gonna just have to do it myself, get a singer song writer deal, because you know I know I'll work it, and I won't have to deal with anybody's ego, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, I, that's what the, that was for. And uh, Richard Perry uh, was a producer that was interested in me, and I went. He had me come go to L.A. and I. Actually recorded down there two songs that are on Magic Window, uh, "Born on the South Side" and and uh, uh, "Just Another Girl." And uh, so he liked it. And he was going to sign me. He said, it's going to happen next week. <laughs> All right. He, yeah. he, he, well, that's what I thought. Man. But he uh, had a had a problem, and he, had, he checked himself into uh rehab and sold oh, his company sold his company so oh, i said oh fuck this you know i'll do something <laughs> else so i ended up doing a civic project in uh, in the city that i live in and i still live in the area of lake tahoe and uh and worked on that for two and a half years it wasn't a music project and then i did a few music projects here and there a couple albums with doug Sam i produced and and play on as well, and uh, and actually toured behind some of those with him, and, you know. So I forgot about the, that record, and I was uh, in my studio where I'm sitting now, and I thought, you know, I've got a, I wonder what's in this drawer here. I wonder if I got any songwriting stuff in there. I think I do. I think I put it in there a long time ago. Well, I looked in and I saw this reel, uh, quarter-inch tape reel. That's usually a master reel. And uh, and uh, whoa yeah I remember I had a bunch of these things and those are all of, all the songs that I recorded so yeah. I, I I thought about it and I said yeah I think I I got more so I went downstairs to a locker in my garage lo and behold I've had about eight or so reels that I found with with some of the, the stuff that I just mentioned you know the Whitlock stuff 
Christie Wright, uh, Magic Window, other things. And I went, wow. And uh, so I, I baked them, had them baked, uh, that process. And uh, they all came out of that intact, which was amazing. <laughs> 30, 35 years, you know. Yeah. And I went, wow. You know, and so I, I put it uh, together. And then uh, Russell the Shield played lead guitar on it and also engineered it. He's a very talented guy. And so when I found it and uh, realized that I wanted to do some uh, Pro Tools work on it, and he's got great technical skills. And he played, uh, you know, not only played on it, but uh, engineered it. I said, said, how would you like to be my co-producer on this project? And he he was retired and bored. He's very happy. So uh, I brought him along, and we we, uh, had a bunch of things I wanted to do. So I just told him what I wanted to do, and he got it done really uh, efficiently and, and timely and uh, used the Pro Tools. He I, I wanted a couple more guitar things done. He, we were able to do that and put, you know, put some guitar tracks, particularly another rhythm track on Southside and some other things. And there was a couple of other things I wanted chopped out, but the surgical uh, tools to bear and boom so now it's done it's out and uh, I'm really uh, hoping that I get get lucky and find and get that, that one little lucky break that gets gets me uh, air, 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 airplay on uh, radio and yeah. I'm getting I'm being streamed but I'm not that's kind of foreign to me uh, sure. I know radio pretty well because that's what I cut my teeth on and that's what what uh, um, founded actually uh, a credence because we were on a small jazz label. They didn't know what to do with us. And uh, radio took us uh, under its wing and said, we like what you're doing. We're going to play the hell out of you. And yeah. that, you know, that was our dream when we were kids. When we started, we were 12, 13 years old. Someday had our songs played on the radio. And right now, they're playing some of them that have, they've been playing for 52 years. So Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, dream is alive. It is. I um, I'm 37 years old, and um, uh, I still enjoy your music uh, with every ounce of my being. Um, I haven't met a song uh, of yours I, I haven't liked. Uh, and you know, I said being a drummer, I actually cut my teeth on um, my first live set I ever played. I was 14 years old. We played a little dance for some uh, children with Down syndrome, and my band in our catalog we we covered Fortunate Son. <laughs> And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, uh, you know, not really old enough to know exactly what we were talking about. We had just seen it on um, Forrest Gump and thought it was a great tune. The drums were kicking and the guitar and everything. But, uh, you know, bringing it up even to now, it, it resonates really strong with what our country is going through right now. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. you know, not not to Vietnam, but, you know, uh, people struggling and everything. Yeah. And, and you all have songs that still resonate to this day uh, about rights and, and standing your ground and everything. And it's just... Uh, it's timeless. You guys are timeless. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, I think our greatest accomplishment is, is that we have three generations of fans. Uh, you know, I, uh, that's a real tough thing to do in a, in a pop medium. It's the toughest test, actually, the test of time. And we have more young fans than older fans right now. So, uh, that's, that's my, my proudest, uh, accomplishment of, of, of a career, if you will, and uh, and now I want to show another side of me that uh, you know I've just never been uh, 
lucky enough or her timing wasn't right to uh, to put out there you know i can i can write and i can sing and uh, I, I, I'm really proud, proud of this record, and I, I'm hoping that you know so, that it'll help in this troubled time that, that we're in. That's music for me is medicine, and and always has been. And, and music is so great because you can it's like a, in the order that you can have with everything. You can have a love song, you know, love at first sight. Boom, you know, there you are on your knees. You, you just saw it for the first time. Then there's the other one. Oh, she broke my heart. She's gone. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, uh, so you have these two hundred and eighty degree types of love. Love is a, uh, what most songs are written uh, about. Um, if you, if you add them all up, I'd say yeah. 70% of the songs uh, that have ever been recorded and, and or will be recorded are about that, that very subject. That's why I have so many on Magic Window because Credence didn't do any love songs, and I thought I would uh, say, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to really go on the outside of what I, what I, where I came from, and do a bunch of love songs. I've got, I've got four of them in there, and most all of them are, are in that direction. And if they're not, you know, hopefully the, the message is is positive and, and and most importantly the groove is 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 happening and i've got uh, that part of the, the the program is was the easiest part for me of course that's mm-hmm. that's what i do but uh i'm stepping out a little bit and you know and into some foreign territory and and uh and getting very nice compliments from a lot of a lot of a lot of writers i haven't had one bad review yet and i've done a hundred or so uh interviews on it and um, it makes me feel pretty good well sure like you know you i was glad you mentioned the love songs because i was going to tell you you know while we're talking my two personal favorites uh you know that i really enjoy are back to back and that was falling for you in love mode And you're talking about love they both just they hit right to the core it's just and, and the vocals are great everything's precise and it is it's a it's a great album. It shows um, a, a collective of a deeper side of you than, like you said, it, it's, it's a surprise because when I listen to it, you know, and they send it to me and you're thinking, okay, is this going to be an effort kind of like, or this is what I thought, you know, you remember how Keith Moon did his little solo album? Right, right. And it was like, okay, he drums and he tried to sing and it just was like scratch. And then you get up there with your nice, pristine voice and I'm like, why wasn't he sharing the lead vocal parts in CCR? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't allowed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've met Mr. Fogarty. So I answered my own question, but uh I was like, okay, yeah. But uh yeah, just it, you have a solid voice as well. Um uh, did you take any vocal lessons or is that all just no. natural ability? Well, that's just practicing and uh, you know, uh, I you know, I I knew I had a, a decent voice because my mother used to was a singer. She sang on the radio when she was in her late teens, early 20s, and then she got had got married and had kids and, and missed that. So um, I, I chose a music, uh, a, a music career, and uh, then we had the success. She sort of found her star by living through, through my, my, my success in, in music. She was always very supportive because uh, that's what deep down inside she, she always want, had wanted to do. So it's pretty cool. 
Hey, I, I, I missed the first song. I, I love mode. And what was the other one you mentioned? Oh, oh, it was, um, oh, um, hold on. My mind's drawing a blank. It's about love. Um, <laughs> uh, they're back to back. Uh, give me a second. I'll tell you the name. Cause I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, there was love mode and, uh, hold on. Let me, let me look. I'm looking at the thing right here. <laughs> um, uh, uh, falling for you. Oh, falling for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love falling that's for a, you. I loved it. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little video. I co-wrote that one with uh, Chris Solberg, the bass player. And love love mode, I I wrote by myself. I I, I didn't. I was not a co-writer. That was just one. I sat down on the piano and boom, there it was. And I said, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to do at the time. I. I did all this stuff. It was in the mid-80s, and that's uh, when uh, MTV took over the, the music industry. So there was a, that that part of it, uh, too. And and uh, uh, there were a lot of a lot of a lot of artists that uh, uh, I really enjoyed. And uh, trying to think now, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was in Genesis, not, not, uh, uh, oh, jeez. Peter Gabriel. Peter, oh, yeah, wow. Uh, So I, 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 love mode, I thought, you know, I'm going to do some kind of Peter Gabriel-ish. I'll still just mess around and see how bad I I do. And I I came up with something, and I said, you know, this may not exactly be Peter Gabriel, which is good, because I don't want to, I don't want him to sue me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so but, I, but, I, I, you know, he, he was inspiring me a lot during those 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 times with with his music. So I said, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's my kind of my hey, thanks for the good work you've been doing there, buddy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, uh, it's got a very awesome progressive sound. Of all the songs, the only one that, and, and you know, it's a complete solo effort. You can tell it's your creative. The only one that, that kind of sounds to me a little like uh, like an homage to the CCR would probably be Born on the South Side. It does have Oh, that's feeling. exactly right. And that was intentional. I mean, that was a, a, a pretty obvious move to me if you listen to it. But at the same time, you know, there's uh, you know, if you have a, a resume and, and you're trying to uh, you know, get noticed, and you're coming from a, a place that was hugely successful. Uh, and why not, you know, say, hey, you know, this is where I where I came from, and the story is kind of, kind of like ours, but not exactly like ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that was, you know, so that that whole that was a, a very intentional uh, intentional thing. Uh, and uh, you know, it was, hey, you know, like greetings. You're gonna like this tune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a refreshing album because one thing I like as a as a fan of music and a musician is that if somebody's gonna do a solo album, um, you know, you like it to be different from what you're accustomed to, which is you accomplished here, and it's really it's a great body of work. But you do kind of like to hear some familiarities in there somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, absolutely, and and there's nothing wrong, you know. Uh, with uh, taking care of our fans, uh, that's kind of an homage to them, really. You know, uh, our fans have been just terrific for us, allowing us to to live our dream uh, over and over and over again, and to to know that the legacy 
uh, of, of that body of work uh, will be being played long after I'm 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 gone, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, my grandkids can say yeah, that my grandpa was in that band, you know, yeah. and because uh, it'll still be around. I mean, and that's uh, you know that as I say, that's the the the, the ultimate test, and you know the uh, to, and, and another thing that is really the probably the best part of the dream. Uh, when you step back and look at it, uh, you know, uh, retrospectively, but uh, is that we've made millions of people happy uh, all oh, over yeah. the world, and that's a pretty cool thing, man. You know, you, you know, you know that you, you, that, that the the love that you you put in, in into and the sweat and the, and, the, and the tears all all mean something to millions of people and. Uh, and that's that's just that's 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 big for me. I mean, it's it's uh, and I thank my lucky stars every day on that one. That's that's uh, you don't take that for granted. That's for sure. Yeah, and 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 I and I like to hear that about you because I've always admired your drumming skills and you've been a hero of mine. And to hear how nice you are and, and appreciative of your fans just makes me admire you even more because. You know, uh, your grandkids will not just acknowledge you being in this band, but you were in one of the greatest bands that ever uh, in the genre of rock and roll, period. Um, that's just, <laughs> you know, like, for example, my friend asked me what I was doing this evening with the podcast, and I asked him if he liked CCR, and he said something to the tune of, does a bear crap in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's Of course a it does. Yeah, yeah. And he's a you know a few years younger than me, but I I've met like you said people. My my grandfather got me tuned in to you guys, which is is funny to bring this up because I have an original pressing of Cosmos Factory that I know turns fifty like in a few days. Yeah. Um, and you know I I know fans from his age. He's eighty one. I know my daughter who's now twenty is a fan. Um, it's it's timeless. You, you guys are never gonna falter. Anybody that loves rock and roll. Any band from now on can be tied back to what you all contributed to the the musical cause. So just just thank you for that. Well, I, I'll tell you what, the pleasure is mine. It's it's really pretty uh, pretty amazing, uh, and, and it's a real gift to uh, be able to uh, do what you you truly love and and respect and admire you know, the music and. Uh, uh, and it's it's American roots American music. We stuck to our our guns on that. It took us ten <laughs> ten years to get there. It took us ten years to get our our, our, our first kid. But we, we you know we stayed together and 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 uh, became a, we we learned to play our instruments together. And we learned to record together as a unit. And uh, that's there, there's where the sound comes from. And uh, you know we you know you're 13. Uh, and uh, you, you you have you found the direction for your lifetime. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty amazing. And then when it comes through in spades, I mean, you have you, there's no way to really describe it. You know how how big it ended up being. You know, and uh, and uh, the, uh, the the things that we we you know that we did together uh, musically, you know, just uh, uh, is uh, uh, it's a wonder for you know I just shake my head and go wow you know I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we we did the things that we did uh, and stayed on that path because that path is 
so great. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's where uh, rock and roll uh, came from. And, and we were right at the beginning of, of rock and roll in 12, 13 years of age. I was buying records when I was nine. <laughs> uh, first, first, first record, and there were seventy eights. They weren't even forty fives. <laughs> they were yeah. real brittle, you know. And uh, and uh, the first one I bought was uh, "Roll With Me, Henry" by Etta James. Yeah. And, uh, and then the second one was "Bo Diddley" by Bo Diddley. And I think maybe that Tom Tom uh, rhythm through the through that tune might have gotten gotten into my brain a little bit. But you know, back in those days. Uh, uh, and I, I like the I like the R and B, and that's probably had, had the biggest effect on my plan. Uh, and I uh, loved loved uh, Little Richard, and, I, and the saxophone was a big time instrument in early rock and roll. And it's a, it's a, an obvious step, you know. Rock and roll came from uh, rhythm and blues, and 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 country music, rural and urban blues, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe a little jazz in there, but not too much. Um, and uh, I have nothing against jazz, but it's, it was more earthy, you know, and more of the, the people's music, uh, uh, the, the two blues, rural and urban. And that's white man's blues and, and black man's blues. And I like the black man's blues uh, better. I just like, you know, what what the rhythm sections were doing. And what the drummers were doing, and uh, and I, I learned to play by listening to to the radio, and uh, and then by, by listening to to my records, and uh, you could tell what what records I, I I was really having a tough time with, and you'd look at it, and there would be this inch wide gap that would be gray, <laughs> and that's <laughs> what you call a needle drop. You, there's a, there's a certain song and you find out where it is and you get real good at it and you got to be careful because those things were, vinyl was very very soft you learn to drop it in there because I because I was trying to learn a part and it took me you know maybe 50 times to, to look over and over and over again and and then and, and that's stopping and trying to trying to imitate it emulate it whatever. And then the movement gone, don't quite have it, better drop that needle again. You could see it on my records. <laughs> what, 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 I didn't, you know, I wouldn't know what was there now, but I would know that uh, I had had a hard time with whatever it was I was, I was trying to put into my playbook. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, drumming and everything, um, if you were to perform these out and about, like if you were to, you know, perform in front of people, would you sing and play drums, or would you do kind of like a Phil Collins thing and do both, or, or how would you approach that? Well, I'm, I'm not going to do it because a couple of things. Uh, I'm 75 years old, and, and uh, I just I'm retired from a pretty good rock and roll band uh, yeah. that we had for 20, 25 years to Cook and I. So, of course, in the bass, original bass player, Creedence, and my, my best bud, and... and uh, so we put put that thing together and expect we had a five year plan and went twenty five years another <laughs> another dream come true but uh, uh, I I never liked playing uh, and singing and uh, I've had cancer uh, head and neck cancer and I took a lot of radiation and uh, you can tell my voice is a little gravelly I could probably work uh, something out but uh, um, 
what I would would rather do if I had had success and rather than go out and try and perform and do something that I've really never done, uh, make uh, music videos out of of the music. Yeah. And uh, that's that's how I would do it. And uh, that that would, I think that would be fun. And I might even do a cameo or two in, in in one or two of those things. You never know. I have no idea. What would yeah. happen? First things first. I got to get the hit. So, um, yeah. and that you know, the that, that chances of that happening are against me actually, uh, for for a lot of reasons. It's it's tough out there for one. Uh, it's uh, not of this time. But one thing though that I've been, I've heard over and over from uh, interviewers, as uh, they say, you know, it's, there are certain things in it that are 80s, like the Simmons. Comcoms, uh, you know, I had to have those. That's that's you know that's what was happening at that time, and and I really liked them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, you know they 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 have a uh, a, a uniqueness or a newness. They sound like, like they could be from present time, in other words. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's that's basically the the, the structure of the song. So you know the, that that's uh, something that I work uh, on a, a lot, and what, I like co-writing uh, because uh, whoever I co-write with has something that I don't have, and whoever I co-write with, I have something that they don't have. So why would otherwise why why get together? And and I won't write with more than one one other person when I'm co-writing because I found that you when you get three four look out now you're now you're getting too many cooks in the broth you know yeah. and uh I, I like garlic but you know uh don't don't overdo it you know sure yeah yeah <laughs> um well uh one more question and like i said i appreciate your time it truly was an honor um charlie daniels passed away today did you ever have any encounters with him yeah, I did, and I was really sad to see that he was one of the best at, at, at uh, what he does, and uh, and a, a truly uh, nice guy. We did a couple gigs with those guys. Uh, oh, geez, way back, uh, probably 20 years ago, with me visited, and I uh, got a chance to to uh, to spend some time with Charlie, uh, you know, get, get in the hotel and. Uh, uh, and at, at the gig, and, and his and his band, he had a really good drummer. And uh, uh, you know, he's just uh, one of those terrific guys that's unique. And uh, I don't I don't see anybody on the horizon uh, that, that's going to fill his boots. So yeah. I'm really sorry to, sorry to 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 hear about that. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, it, it kind of came at once that he. 83. I mean, he's he's lived a great life and, and and a brilliant career, but you never ever quite prepare for your heroes to go ever. So I was just kind of curious no. if you'd ever had any ties in with him. Yeah, and speaking of heroes, uh, you know, and, this, and we were talking about it earlier. You know, what's been going on with the the virus and 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 other other things that that are socially happening in the country right now. Uh, uh, I just have to say that there, there's not enough, not enough accolades to to to, to describe what, what's happening with the frontline folks that are out there risking risking at all of, of for uh, strangers, uh, 
uh, and, and uh, you know, you, you just and, and several of them have died, you know, yeah. doing that. And I, I, I don't know how they're going to uh, be able to take this down the down the path because I think it's just starting. And uh, uh, I think you know, there and there, those people are, you know, the hospitals are full. They have people that are in hallways. They're putting uh, corpses in trucks in the parking lot. I mean, uh, I, I watched something last night, and they were talking to a, a doctor, and, and then there was, they were also talking to a nurse, and they, they said that you know they'd, they'd had a hundred cardiac arrests that day. Oh wow! Hundred wow. cardiac arrests that day, and uh, and he just says, you know, and and, he's, he, he's, and the sad thing is, a lot of those people are dying alone. They're, they're not allowed to have their relatives in there for you know for obvious reasons. Uh, but uh, it's, 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 what a what a what a tragedy for 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 the families who can't be with the loved one who is uh, probably going to die. Or is dying, uh, and the, the person who's dying, he he won't be with the ones he loves. So it's a very cruel, it's a cruel disease, and and people that think that it's, it's a just a, a flu bug or something, you know, they they really have to wake up, and and uh, because now we're coming back, uh, and uh, you see what's ha- what's ha- what's happening uh, already now. The the hospitals are. Are overflowing and, uh, and it looks and it looks like it's it's it's, it's you know it's, it's uh, worse than it was a couple of months ago and and uh, those folks that can can come out day after day twelve hours plus I mean it's physically exhausting but the stress of being with uh, these these people that they know aren't going to make it and uh, it's man. There's a real hero, you know. I played drums in a rock and roll band. That's not shit compared to what these folks are doing. And and if my drumming can make them feel better at the end of the day, you know, lucky me. Yeah, I honestly, and that was very well put, and I appreciate you acknowledging that. I feel the same way. Uh, you know, bless them for for doing the best they can. But honestly, think if they played your music uh, in in the, some of these riots, people would probably calm down. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, 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 I would, I would hope so on the riots, on the riots side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, that's. I really hate to see that. You know, First Amendment is uh, a peaceful protest, and uh, yeah. got to remember that. You know, uh, but uh, the the pandemic, you know, that's that's an, a disease that is is, is horrific. And is uh, having its way, having its way, you know. And it's already changed. Uh, you know, the, the one thing about viruses, they they mutate and uh, and it makes it really hard to catch them. And uh, right now, you know, the young folks were uh, almost not non-existent in in the statistics on this thing. And now, now it's kind of going the other way. It's going away from the older older folks and and and. Uh, Young, the younger generation is getting hit, and they're they're dying, yeah. you know. And and uh, 
you know, that's because this this thing is. And it's, my wife and I were talking about it just yesterday. It's like these little these little amoebas, these little things, have brains, you know, and they have a you know they have a plan, and uh, you know, and it, it, it's a, it's a horrific plan, and uh, they're winning right now and until everybody gets together and and pulls pulls together and realize. You know, it's not about our, you know, civil rights. It's not about that at all. It's about civility as as human beings. You know, we, we there's only certain things that, that we right now we can do because we don't have a vaccine or a medicine that'll take care of this thing. We, we you know, we have to do these things. Uh, wear the mask and and, and do the the, 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 the separation. And, and wash the shit out of your hands, and you know the, that's something that actually works. And uh, you got to, you know, it's, it's, it's people. The way we get through it is to get through it together, and that means everybody. You know, and you have to stop and think about it. Just look at the look at the the statistics and the science of what's going on. It's a it's a pandemic. It's a it's a it's a virus. You know, it's just man. We we gotta we gotta do what we we can do, and and, and these folks that are going into battle every day, risking their lives, they do it for no other reason. Do it for them, you know. And uh, anyway, that's my my feeling on it, and uh, uh, it's, it's it's a strange time <laughs> yeah, in our history right now. It Very is. strange. Next on the podcast, the heir apparent to the Waylon Jennings country music dynasty, the grandson of Waylon and Jesse Coulter, the phenomenal Way Jennings. He's on deck to talk about his music career, his brand new album, Gypsy Soul, and his touring schedule, and a whole lot more. That's next on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Way, first of all, thanks for taking the time. Um, really thrilled to get to speak with you. I became a fan instantaneously after I discovered you performing with the great Cooter Ben Jones and thought for a minute that uh, Waylon was uh, still alive because if you close your eyes, uh, it sounds like uh, the same person singing. <laughs> yeah, that's what they tell me. <laughs> yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. I mean, you can't ever have enough whale in your life. But uh, yeah, you've you've got it, my friend. I, I just became a, a fan. I thought, wow, you just knocked the socks off everybody in the audience too. There. Uh, uh, how long ago was that little performance? Oh, that was last year, I believe. I've done oh, a lot of it? things with Ben Jones. Okay. Yeah. I've done a I lot did. of things with Ben Jones. I mean, they've been really good to me, man. They're good folks. Yeah, they. Uh, I saw you, you know, do the Huckabee thing. But what happened was, I guess I was just uh, on his Facebook page. I thought that was more recent. Uh, you was doing. Oh yeah, I, I just, I did just do one. Uh, what was it? Last week. Yeah, last week I was out there. That's when you told me. Yeah. Oh yeah, good then. I was like, man, because I mean, I, you know, I knew, uh, I knew of your uh, cousin Shooter, and um, then uh, I, I didn't know Struggle was in the mix as well. I'd heard of him, but I. Hadn't discovered you yet, and just I thought, wow, this guy's got it. So, uh, how long have you been uh, pursuing music? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming your whole life. I, I saw the one story, and we'll get to that in a minute. But as far as like um, professionally, like with with everything, how, how long have you been at it uh, doing that? Well, about 11 years now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
been a long time. It's flew by pretty quick, but it's been quite a while. I sat back the other day and did the math on it, and I was like, wow, where'd the time go? <laughs> yeah, 11 years. Yeah, it just goes like a like a smoke through a keyhole. Yep, it sure does. It flew by. Yeah, and uh, I understand that, uh, I, which I didn't know, Cooter has a recording studio. Did you do some performing there? What's the, what's the deal with that? Yeah, um, but my album Gypsy Soul that came out not long ago. We recorded that there, but last year, and uh, I just finished recording four songs there this last week. Um, we still got to put the music production on it, but we did all the vocals and all the acoustic guitar and all that stuff for it. I'm uh, doing a cover of my grandfather's, and I'm doing two songs that I wrote not long ago, and awesome. another song by Billy Don Burns. Very very cool. So you got you said you got to lay all the music and everything to it, and you got the vocals already down. Yeah, yeah, we've already done all, all my part, and we just got to get music put on it and all that stuff. Yeah. Everything's gonna be ready to rock. That I is got awesome. a lot of projects going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I saw the one like uh, with your cousin struggle. What uh, what's what's that gonna be? Uh, when's that gonna be ready? Or are you still in the works for that? It's supposed to be dropping in August. Hopefully, with all this back. Um, we're thinking August right now. It's really yeah. good. I'm really proud of that. Um, all down there. We recorded it quite a long time ago, actually. But you know, he's been busy. I've been busy. We've been having to kind of get together when we can. You know, but it's yeah. really, a, really a good album. I think it's going to go big. I believe. Well, that's good. Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, for checking it out. And then uh, I understand, you know, tour dates. You you book them, and then uh, they get canceled because of this COVID and everything else that's going on. But got a couple of big ones coming here pretty soon and, and as far as i know hazard fest is still on but uh what kind of shows do you have coming up here as far as in the recent future or like the near future anyway um and this show is july 18th at the carnival valley arena in Dugsburg, virginia uh-huh. and that's gonna be a good time we're looking at that on the internet it looks like it's a great place new that hazard fest coming up we'll be doing that with Daryl Worley and all them and yep. then uh let's see I also got another show with Daryl Worley at the Fallen Bar and Grill in West Virginia coming up. And then another big show at the Jaffa Mosque. We got all kinds of shows coming up. They keep getting pushed back because of this COVID thing, but it should all be there in the fall. Yeah, I, you know, I hadn't seen a live concert in so long. I forgot. <laughs> it, it was, you know, a while back before, you know, I even had a gathering like that, but I sure am starting to miss it. You know, I mean, you can watch, you know, like your YouTube videos and everything, but nothing beats just being there and taking it in live. So hope uh, hope we get all this figured out, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm having music withdrawals, that's for sure. I've had like <laughs> two shows in the last three minutes, and I'm about to do this. I understand. Now, um, I saw, is, is your, I've seen the, I saw there's two bands. Do you perform now with the one called Cold Moses? Yeah, Cold Moses Express is my band, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. How'd you come up with that name? I like that. Oh, well, I was doing a music festival, and I met this guy out there, in the which, and he had an album out called Cold, and he had a killer voice. I mean, he looked like Moses to me, you know, he had a long, <laughs> long way to be. And I told him, I said, man, you need to change your name to Cold Moses. He said, no, nah, I'm Jay Edwards. I was like, well, I'm still in that thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I saw it. never heard like that. It sounds really, really cool. Um. What, uh, are you still, I saw, uh, are you looking for like a tour trailer or something? I saw an advertiser, you looking for a four by six or a five by eight or what, what are you, what are you exactly looking for? Cause, uh, I know plenty of people around here in, in, in horse area around here in Murray County that might have one. 
Yeah, we are looking for a trailer. But at the moment, all my money is going into this house I'm building right now. So we're trying I to do all. But yeah. Yeah. always something. <laughs> but if it's got a good something. price tag on it, just send it over to me. We'll look at it this year. I heard that. Yeah, it don't don't hurt to look. What um well uh you know I heard you sing the good old like, boy song which is you know spot on uh you know watching on Huckabee and everything and you definitely do it justice but how do you feel I was I was curious about your opinion about uh, all the rebel flag situation and stuff I mean uh, Dukes of Hazard is one of the cleanest uh, best shows that ever graced the television right up there with Andy Griffin and everything and they seemed every time somebody gets upset they want to take it off because that flag on top of the General League what, what is your opinion on that? I think everybody got too much time on their hands, honestly. I mean, how you gonna <laughs> dig up a two hundred year old conflict and start it over again? I mean, it's just nuts to me. Yeah. Everybody I know that's involved with the Dukes of Hazzard ain't none of them racist. None of them. I mean, yeah. they're all good time, good good old boys, man. That's it. Everybody likes smiling and being good people, you know. Yeah. Ain't nobody against hatred anywhere around that whole thing. So I don't understand why they're getting on about that. But you know, people just have to have something to be mad about. And yeah. Because everybody's bored. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's idle. It's idle hands to a T. Because, uh, you know, when I saw when all this, um, you know, stuff came out with, uh, you know, the, the, uh, all the tension as far as racial conflicts and everything, it always seems like one of the first things they want to do is take like Dukes of Hazard off of like streaming on Amazon and Netflix and whatever. And like I said, uh, watching it, you know, as a young person and, and enjoying it now, I, I never watched it once and, and felt any racial tension or any hatred towards any other human being is just good old southern people having fun doing a little mischief and at the end of the day everybody going home uh, you know the separate ways so i just was kind of curious because you know i've been doing that stuff my whole life and i ain't never been a part of any kind of hate crimes or hatred of any, of any kind yeah i don't know anybody who's been a part of any hate, hate crimes or anything like that i mean yeah. everybody i know are good-headed people out to have a good time they work for a living they go out and they have a good time on the weekends and that's it you know what I mean? People just like to live and get along. That's what yeah. I say about that. And you can slap any label on anything. You know, you can find you can get hatred out of anything if you want to find it. Today. But yeah. if you want to find good times and love, man, it, you can also find that in there. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I love people for people. I don't see color. I see heart and soul. And and uh, I just uh, I I just hope uh, like you said, uh, and it it does. I agree with you there. It, it's too much, too much downtime. We got to get, get to get back active because you, when you're sitting so long, you, you got too much time to brew up stuff, I suppose. I'll tell you one thing, man. What I watch on the news and what I see on, what I used to watch on the news, only watch the news on Facebook, all I see is hate, 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 hate. But I go yeah. out here in the real world and I see people everywhere I go and I don't see that out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I see is people smiling. And, you know, people are going through hard times, but they're trying to get through it, you know. But I don't yeah. see the hate that they're trying to promote on TV. I just don't see it. Yes. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, last question, like I said, thank you for your time. I just wanted to say that uh, I love your music and, and I'm a huge fan. And, and uh, like I said, just I'm a little late to the game, but I'm I'm, I'm faithful. <laughs> But well, uh, I, I read the story, and I wanted you to, to kind of tell it because it just it sounds amazing. About the time you uh, you grabbed that microphone, your grandmother left backstage and just kicked off into uh, Mama's Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. <laughs> I just think that is one of the coolest things I've ever read in my life. Yeah, I was just a little kid, man. I was a little kid who loved his grandfather. I was at one of his shows. My grandma came out, and she always used to wear this mic. 
And when she came on stage, she sat down in a chair, and I just grabbed it and ran out there. You know? Yeah. And uh, I was just a little mischievous little kid, you know. I didn't even at that point I didn't even know realize that my grandfather was Wayland Jennings. I just knew he was my grandfather. People loved him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure thing. I remember walking out there on that stage, and all I seen was lights. I didn't see no people or nothing. I just seen lights. And I started singing that song. My grandfather said, whoa, whoa, wait for me. <laughs> and they jumped into it. We went through it. And it was pretty fun. That's awesome. I bet that crowd erupted once you kicked off into that. Oh, yeah. You know, it is, man, people love kids. And I was a kid once. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all were. Uh, it, it was simpler times. I remember we was rushing to grow up. Now that we're grown, we're wanting to go backwards. Yeah, that's the truth. That is yeah. the truth. Right now, I'm a father. And I see myself and my kids, and it's kind of wild, man. It really is. That's I feel like well. a dad. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up this week's edition of the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Special thanks to guests Doug Cosmo Clifford and Way Jennings. And rest in peace, Mr. Charlie Daniels. If you know anybody you think would be a great guest on the podcast, hit me up at joshbelcher at hotmail.com. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my podcast, because without you, there's no point in doing it. Other than I would be just talking to myself into the wind. And it's a whole lot of fun, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you want to, go somewhere and hit the subscribe button so you can hear every podcast. I post them on Sunday. And remember, as always, I love you for you and where you're at in life. We'll catch you next week. Have a great, awesome week this week. It's a lot of weeks, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Josh Belcher, over and out.